fiesta colombiana entre tambores va la luna solitaria fiesta de la gaita mientras del mar recuerda el día Colombia in Indonesia is created and produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia with the main goal of discussing culture, trade, traditions and related topics between both countries. Welcome back to another episode of Colombia in Indonesia. In this episode we will talk about Cundinamarca and thus end the Cundinamarca Highlands or Altiplano Cundiboyacense. For those who are not very familiar with the departments of Colombia, Cundinamarca is the center of the country, right where Bogota is. As Bogota is the capital district, then it is not part of the department. But when one leaves Bogota in any direction, one enters Cundinamarca. Today, I'm still being joined by Juan Jose Torres, uh, my co-host for this season of the podcast. Uh, this is going to be one of his last episodes. Maybe the next two or, or three episodes are going to be his last one. So, Juan Jose, what, what can you... In, in this episode. As we mentioned before, this department is located in the geographical area known as the Cundinamarca Highlands or Altiplano Cundioyacense. This is an area that is normally perceived as cold due to its altitude above the sea level, but Cundinamarca is different. Cundinamarca is the department that joins the valley of the Magdalena River with the high mountains of the eastern cordillera or the eastern mountain range and the plains foothills. That is why the temperatures are perceived between 8 degrees and 25 degrees Celsius. Usually when talking about Colombia, one of the topics to talk about is the easy way of changing a climate in just a few hours on the road. For those living in Bogota, this is the most important factor when taking a vacation. On a, any holiday or vacation, leaving the city to a warm place only takes a few hours which is why Cundinamarca is known by many as the vacation department of the Bogotanos. Today, we are going to focus on this aspect and show the differences between the three historical centers declared cultural heritage that we're going to talk about today. These are Guaduas, Tenjo, and Zipaquirá, each with different aspects to each other. Returning to Cundinamarca, this department shares a history very similar to that of Bogota and Boyacá. The department is located in the area of Muisca influence, and it is believed that its name comes from the Quechua words Kuntur Marca, which means condor's nest. Different archaeological studies affirm that this region was inhabited since 12,000 BC, and some time later the Muiscas arrived to settle in these lands. As we had mentioned in the Boyacá episode, the Muisca were divided in two mandates the Saque and the Sipa. The latter was located in what is now Cundinamarca, but we have already talked about, about the history of the Muiscas. One of the towns whose historic center was declared cultural heritage is Sipaquirá. This name sounds similar to Sipa, as Sipaquirá means the foot of Sipa's hill. This town is located about 29 kilometers from Bogota. It is a city known for its rich history and cultural heritage. The city was founded in the 17th century and has been a center of trade and food production ever since. Today, it remains an important commercial and agricultural production center in the region. Tell us more about Zipaquira, Juan José. So, one of the most famous places that puts Zipaquira on the map is the Salt Cathedral. 
It's a church that is built inside a salt mine in the 16th century. This church is a very popular tourist attraction and is considered an architectural and artistic jewel. This area was very important for the extraction of salt, which has been exploited since the time of the Muiscas. This cathedral that we mentioned before has sculptures made of salt and marble. Many people make pilgrimage to this place because of its beauty and religious importance. To get there, many tourists take the Savannah tourist train, a train that departs from Bogota to the towns of the Savannah. Relating the history of the different towns in this podcast, we have realized that those towns with a great pre-Columbian or indigenous history tend to be towns with a great devotion to the Catholic religion. Zipaquirá is one of those. Most of its population is Catholic and has more than 20 churches or temples. Among the most imposing, it is the Cathedral of the Holy Trinity, built between 1760 and 1870, whose main features is the arsenic stone facade that gives it a reddish tone. In addition to visiting the temples, if you are going during Holy Week, you could see the Holy Saturday procession. Chipaquira is also a good tourist stop because it is so close to the capital. A car ride from Bogota takes no more than an hour and makes it a tourist stop for many people who are staying a few days in Bogota and want to know one of these heritage towns. But if your interest is to escape the cold weather of Bogota, we recommend taking the 80th Street or La Calle Ochenta towards Villeta to reach the second town in this list. Can you tell us more about it? That's right. The next town is Villa de San Miguel de Gualbas, or better known as Gualbas. Named after the Gualbas, which are a bamboo-like plant related to African bamboo used mainly in construction. This plant is considered one of the most representative natives of the Andean forest. The old sector of the city is one of the 13 history centers that we declare national monuments in 1959 and is part of Colombia's network of heritage towns. Here you can rest from the cold of Bogota and you will not feel the penetrating heat of cities like Onda or Mariquita. Its annual average temperature is around 24 degrees, perfect temperature to go for a walk and visit the beautiful streets of this town. If you continue on the road you came from Bogota, you can continue to towns like Onda to reach the large cities like Manizales, Pereira, or Medellin. This makes it a town of rest. In fact, in colonial times, Guadalajara was an important stop on the Royal Road. The Royal Road led from Santa Fe de Bogota to Onda. In other words, it connected the Magdalena River with the capital of the Vice Royalty. If you wish to visit, there is a preserved section linking Guaduas and Onda. This town is known for being the birthplace of Policarpa Salabarrieta, better known as La Pola. Policarpa Salabarrieta, whom we have mentioned before in the podcast, was a Colombian heroine who undertook espionage work for the liberation campaign. When she was only 15 years old, she began her independence activities with the Patriot Army of Llanos. For that reason, this town is one with history. You can live this history by visiting its famous colonial houses, streets, and churches, such as Soledad Convent, which was used to house Antonio Nariño, Simón Bolívar, and other independence heroes built in 1610. You can witness its two-story colonial style with a central park and arches in the central terraces. This convent served to make the town grow. You could also go to Casa Museo Policarpa Salabarrieta, 
which was the bird, the beard and parental home of Policarpa Salabarrieta. This is a colonial house with all the details of the time. Today it is a house museum and in the central park there is a statue of La Pola. Or you could also go to Piedra Capira viewpoint. From the viewpoint you can see the Magdalena River, the snow cape mountains of Riz, Santa Isabel and Tolima. Today many people cross through this town to go to different vacation spots in the region, but few stay to visit the historic center. If you ever cross through Guaduas, we recommend you staying a few hours to rest in the central square. But if you want a longer break and want an Indonesian touch to it, you can stay at the Lombok Hotel and Spa to disconnect from the road and relax. Heading back towards Bogota, we came across the last town of this list. It is Tenjo, which is about 30 kilometers from the capital of the country. For this reason, we need to return to the cold climate of the Bogota savanna. Located between two mountain ranges, Tenjo is a small town where you can enjoy the history of the region as well as nature walks in these mountains. Among these, there is the Serrania de Mahui. It is considered one of the sacred sites for the Muisca people. It is a wooded area where you can enjoy the original nature of the Andean forest. Because of its vegetation, its landscapes are more similar to those seen in Europe. In addition, With the cold climate, it is perfect for long walks without feeling the heat and humidity felt in other climates of the country. This mountain range joins the municipalities of Cota, Tavio and Tenjo. And when walking this route, not only can you witness the beautiful vegetation, but you can also see a great variety of birds, armadillos, rabbits, foxes, rodents and even ocelots. You can also witness the Muisca culture by visiting the indigenous reservation that remains in the area and also see the petroglyphics carved in the rocks of the Mahui. Another place of interest is the Peña de Huayca, a sacred space for the Muiscas as a place of worship. It is an interesting place that we recommend visiting with a local guide to tell you the history, myths, beliefs and legends about this place. In addition, The Huayca is the highest point of the municipality. It has a great wealth of native flora and fauna, and because of its appropriate condition, it is a favorite viewpoint from where you can appreciate the immensity of the Tenjo Valley and its surroundings. If your plan is more for relaxation, in the town you can find several places to rest. Among them is the Central Square, which can be said to be a haven of peace, with flowers and ancient trees, benches and lanterns that invite us to live pleasant moments of solace and rest. This park is surrounded by beautiful colonial houses of all colors. Some are stores, others are restaurants, and some others are hotels to rest. If you want to know more about the architecture of the place, you can go to the Santiago Apostle Church. This church is different from the other colonial ones, as it has a medieval Gothic style similar to the one seen in France. This is because it used to be a small temple which later in 1910 began its renovation to become an icon of the central square. This beautiful building contrasts with the colonial architecture ensemble of the doctrine temple and the houses around the main square. Following the line of belief, to receive advice on blessings, you can go to the beautiful Kural house. It has an inner courtyard full of flowers and paths to rest. The Casa Kural houses the priest on duty, also serves the public, seeking services for the needs, 
that contemplate the faith in the Catholic religion and offers the opportunity to consult the archives dating back to 1938. With this last building, we finish with the places of interest of Tenhu. There are more places to visit, but this episode will be too long if we'll tell all of them. In conclusion, we can realize how diverse Cundinamarca can be. We may have only talked about three towns belonging to this department, but we assure you that there are a hundred more inter interesting towns to visit. From the cold towns north of Bogota, where you can climb mountains and paraglide, to the temperate towns down to the Magdalena River. This is an area of rest from the city activity. The towns of Cundinamarca are in the heart of the Bogotanos for being those places where you can rest and vacation. This concludes this episode of Colombia in Indonesia and have a nice day. Thank you very much for joining us once again in an episode of Colombia in Indonesia and thank you for being with us in this new year 2023. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us in Facebook and Twitter at MCOL Indonesia. That is E-M-B-C-O-L-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. And on Instagram at MCO Indonesia. E-M-B-C-O-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. To stay in touch with us. Please share this episode and we wait to hear from you in a brand new episode of Colombia in Indonesia. Muchas gracias. Terima kasi. Colombia in Indonesia is produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia, directed and hosted by the cultural attaché Nicolás Montoya, with co-hosting and writing by Juan José Torres. Music by Sebastián Valdivieso.